Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk blog, www.concussiontalk.com. Please check it out for my blogs, more podcasts, and details on my ebook detour. This is podcast number 12, and in it, I'll be talking to Dr. Nick Reed, who is co director of the Concussion Center at Holland Burview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital in Toronto the three pillars of which are education, research, and clinical services. We discuss all three. I will now get Nick to introduce himself and say what he does at Hollenburg Concussion Center at Hollenburg Hospital. So, Nick, please. Great. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, happy to be on the podcast. You're doing great work uh, raising awareness and concussion. And uh, we're always thrilled to uh, contribute to any of these uh, initiatives. So kudos to you for all your work. And uh, yeah, so I represent the Holland Blue Review Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. Uh, I'm a clinician scientist in the Blue Review Research Institute here at our hospital in Toronto. And I'm also the co-director of our concussion center. And uh, so our program is uh, is growing. We've been, uh, we're somewhat the new kids on the block here at uh, Holland Blue Review. Our program is almost three years old now. And uh, we're really structured around uh, a research program that's looking specifically at identifying, assessing, and and treating concussion specific to kids. Uh, And also a a clinical program where we have a hospital-based concussion clinic for kids with persisting symptoms after a concussion. So persisting being having their symptoms for four weeks or longer. And we're working on a few other initiatives, uh, clinical initiatives right now where we're doing some baseline testing and some more what we're calling early care. So not just the kids with persisting issues, but but getting them in earlier so that we can improve outcomes in the long term. And then finally, a big push of our program is uh, educationally. So we have uh, a pretty large education program where we have a series of uh, educational materials, some infographics, a uh, uh, concussion and you handbook for kids and parents uh, to really get a sense of how to manage their injury and, and give them some strategies to get back to the to their lives. And also we run an education program out of our, our hospital for any uh, child or family that wants more information on concussion or, or how to get some help after they have it. So we run those weekly out of the hospital. And then we're out in the community all the time. So whenever someone 
if they're willing to have us at an event, whether it's a soccer tournament or a hockey game or a school event, or even we were at a corn roast this past summer, we'll be there and we'll be there to educate whoever we can on concussion. Um, so at the end of the day, our program, we, we touch on, as I said, research, clinical services and education to do all we can uh, locally, nationally, internationally to help kids with concussion get back to the things they need and love to do. And we try to have a, uh, you know, we try to have some fun while we do it, especially working with kids. Yeah, that's, that was. I mean, I stopped by there. I was in Toronto in December, and I stopped by this the concussion center. So I met a few people from there. And uh, so, what area was I? Yeah, I met you in your office there. Area. So what? what yeah, area, that's what right. area was I in? What area was I in then? So there, we're housed. Our program was born out of research. So we're housed in the Blue Review Research Institute here at Holland Blue Review Kids Rehab. And uh, so it's in our research institute, there's a range of different research labs, us being the concussion center, uh, but there's also a lot of great work being done in uh, kids with different uh, conditions, different disabilities, cerebral palsy, autism. And there's a really impressive uh, group led by our VP of research, uh, Dr. Tom Chow, that looks into brain computer interfaces. So with kids who aren't able to communicate verbally or even by using gestures or, or really anything, tapping into what the brain is doing and, and some of the, the well, what's going on inside the brain to, to do our best to help those kids communicate. So some really great work being done here at, at in the Blue River Research Institute. And uh, that yeah, when you came by in the, in December, that's where we uh, where we met. And I think you brought the the snow with you from Newfoundland I when you came. I keep back here, but. It came with me, <laughs> but only for a day. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was there. Jay and Catherine showed me around, and uh, Jay yeah, showed me the school there and like uh, the swimming pool and the school there. The school connected connected to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. So the hospital it's actually Canada's largest pediatric rehabilitation hospital. Uh, and there are many different unique aspects, one being, like you mentioned, there's a school in-house uh, in the hospital itself where uh, you know kids that, that need additional supports or kids that are uh, extended stays here in the hospital in the inpatient unit, whether it be from a brain injury or, or a different injury that they've sustained, they can still get their education and still engage in school with teachers and support systems in place that they need to be successful so a really unique aspect and and yeah as you said there's a great pool here there's some interesting stories around the pool it's a it's a beautiful pool they actually use it um, for community purposes as well so not just in the hospital for therapy and uh, and treatment but also to offer swimming lessons in the community so it's always really really busy but the interesting part of the pool, it's uh, heated at a level that's more comfortable for kids and to be more conducive to therapy. So it's quite warm. And I know they have a staff swim here uh, weekly at the hospital. And I, and I hear, I haven't done it yet, but I hear because the water's so warm, it's tough to do those lengths and get your heart rate up. But you get pretty tired pretty quickly. So yeah. good for the kids, not so good for the staff necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, no, that sounds I mean pool looked look pretty pretty big good size pools so it was looked comfortable there's a bunch of there's this, there's like a a silent room like there there's a another room that was not for concussion but for hyper hyper it's not sensitive but like hyper awareness for us other and within not in not in the school but near the pool but it was like, yeah it was very yes. intense yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting. They have it. It's called a snoozling room. So it's, right, a, yes, for, that's right. it, it's sort of a, a stimuli uh, environment. So there's a, you know, a lot of black light and, uh, you know, um, 
different uh, uh, different tactile stimulation, whether there's like pillows or other um, different things that you can sort of touch and stimulate um, the system. So for kids that have, um, you know, it can work in both ways. For some kids and often kids with developmental delay or autism, they, they really benefit from these environments where maybe they're, uh, they just need a calming environment to just sort of let that brain relax and the body relax. Or maybe they, they don't get enough stimulation in their, their everyday worlds and they need to be in an environment where they can really tap into those opportunities. And the interesting part is they also have a pool that mimics the same environment. So it's quite quite amazing where you can sort of take the, that stimulus uh, stimuli-heavy environment and transport it into water, which is also extremely therapeutic. So I know a lot of kids and families really benefit from from those services here in the hospital. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's, it's impressive place you got there, uh, for sure. Yeah, well, I think, and you know what, Nick? I think the best part about the place, yes, there's some uh, you know great facilities and, and whatnot. But it, you know, I know I sound cheesy when I say this, but I do say it often. It's, uh, and I'm sure you felt the same way when you came in. It, it just doesn't feel like a hospital, and it, and yeah. it really is. The culture is set up to to make kids and families smile at the end of the day, regardless of their exactly. condition yeah. and why they're here. And I think it, uh, you know, yes, the the physical aspects of the building contribute to that definitely, but it's uh, it's really a cultural uh, a cultural phenomenon here at Hall Bloorview where. Uh, you know, I think it just makes people feel differently about their healthcare and in and in a more positive way. Speaking of, speaking of you are you're are you are an OT an occupational therapist? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that, that's your that's, that's that. your background. So what's well, so what right. part of that do you find really is really good for like that makes you a very valuable person to be a director of this concussion center where you're trying to get kids back in the community back to where their normal life and their interactions yeah. so Exactly. Yeah. I think. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely, Nick. Thanks for bringing that up. I don't think I mentioned it in my intro. So yeah, my background clinically is occupational therapy, and uh, my my passion was always to bring uh, sport and occupational therapy together. So traditionally, sports injuries and that type of thing are more of a a, a physical therapy realm, but. For me, growing up playing lacrosse since the age of five at a, at all levels through uh, junior A and through the university levels and and uh, seeing a lot of my teammates get, get injured with various injuries, not just concussions and myself included, I always wanted to see, you know, how can I help athletes, how can I help kids in general just do the things, as I said before, that they need, want and love to do. And I think the real unique part about occupational therapy to, to allow for that is that it really pushes outside of just looking at the injury or just looking at the person, but also incorporates the environment that, that kids do things in or, or what's really important to these kids as far as their activities and what we call their occupations, what's meaningful. And you put the person, the environment, and the occupation together and you start to get a really nice way to help kids get back to life. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think bringing the occupational therapy lens and and now I'm fortunate enough, a lot of my graduate students and, and staff here in our concussion center, they also have this occupational lens. I think it just really allows us to look at this injury differently, where we're not just treating a headache or treating dizziness that these kids may have, but we're treating their whole life and their whole world and trying to get their whole world aligned to get them uh, feeling well again and get them engaged, whether it's at school or with their friends or their families. And eventually, once we get a handle on, on all those aspects in life, we can get them back into the sporting world as well. So, so well, so did you talk to these kids about, well, I mean, just kids are only 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 in the concussion center, but about their schoolwork, about like, 
the, what the, when they're in, when they're in the school that's in your that's in that's in your building in the Hombu, do you talk to them about schoolwork and their plans for school? Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, you know, within our program itself, a focus on returning to school is is paramount. So, you know, we always say school and daily life before you even think about sports. Um, so really focusing on getting these these kids and their families some good strategies to get reengaged in their school environment is really, really paramount. We have to get them feeling well. School is a pretty big piece for these young guys' lives. You know, some of them may not like to admit it, but it is yeah. true. And they do need to be at school and they need to succeed. And most of these kids want that. They want to succeed at school. So we really do need to, to work on that. So we work with, with school boards and school, individual schools and teachers and, and more so giving kids and families the, the strategies and the tools necessary to connect with their schools and really have a successful return um, because there's no black or white or cookie cutter approach to returning to anything necessarily there's always plan a's and b's and c's and we need to make sure everyone's on board with the same information same messaging including teachers uh, to be flexible to best support these kids as they go through their recovery yeah let's say yeah so you're a it says your kids rehabilitation hospital, but how old are these? Are the are the how old do you go? Kids are 18. yeah, great great question, and we get that all the time. So uh, our general practice is we treat um, and work with kids and families uh, with kids under the age of or eighteen and under, so in their eighteenth year or under. So sometimes if uh, if uh, care has begun prior to that nineteenth birthday then uh, we can still keep them in the service. But for the most part, it's 18 and under is the is the general rule of thumb within our hospital. So basically up until they graduate from high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. essentially. Okay. And, uh, so, and you also have like not just schools, you do like other minor leagues of soccer, hockey, look like it's the yeah. So what type of sports do you see and what type of connections do you guys have with other other minor leagues or I guess City, 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 province, pod leagues, sports. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Great questions. I'll I'll touch on the first one first, as far as who we see and what types of athletes do we see with concussions. And I think people often think that it's it's the always the the high contact sports that are getting these injuries, whether it be hockey or football or rugby or even lacrosse. Um, and that does happen, and there are risks, higher risks in those sports. But we also need to realize that. It's not just those sports where these injuries are happening. We see concussions in cheerleading. We see it in equestrian riding. We see it in synchronized swimming. So these injuries are happening across the board. And it's also not an exclusive injury to athletes. We see a lot of kids coming through our programming who have had injuries, whether it's in motor vehicle accidents or maybe tobogganing or just horsing around with buddies. And uh, so this injury is happening. And, and I think when you consider that lots of different types of kids and lots of kids doing different types of activities are experiencing this injury it really helps to frame your educational initiatives too so you know if we only thought hockey players were having concussions and maybe we tailor all of our education only to hockey players and and really only work with that community but it's not the case we need to make sure that we're reaching out to lots of different sports lots of different types of kids and making sure they all have good information and good messaging so it is an injury that affects more than just the contact sport athlete and more than just the athlete in general um, and I think for the 
The second part, as far as our, our relationships with other organizations, um, we are, especially locally here in, in the Toronto area, we really just want to help kids and families get good information. And we do know there's a lot of kids out there playing organized sports, and it's a really great collaboration to work with these groups that are so motivated to, to support their athletes and their members. Um, so yeah, we have a few really exciting collaborations underway now. Um, our most recent collaboration is with the uh, Greater Toronto Hockey League. So this is a, a minor hockey league in the Toronto area. Uh, I believe it's one of the largest minor hockey leagues in the world. I believe there's about 40,000 members are close to that within the organization. And these are registered players, not to mention coaches and parents and trainers and referees and everyone else involved. So it's a very large organization. Uh, and I have to get Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Credit to their uh, executive director, Scott Oakman, for really um, making a push to, to do what they can to make players safe. And not just from a concussion standpoint, but, but across the board. We just are lucky enough to be working with them on the concussion side to see how we work together to best educate um, young hockey players and their, and their families around concussion. But also to do some really, some really great research around what actually is happening in that sport. And how do we best support um, young hockey players moving forward? We've also had some really great um, collaborations with with lots of different groups. So with the uh, the Toronto Argonauts, there's a, a fantastic uh, uh, champion out there, uh, Jason Calero. He does a whole lot of great work in the community community outreach around bullying and a lot of different issues. And and he's uh, graciously invited me several times to do some talks for some football audiences. Uh, we do some work with the Ontario Soccer Association, so a massive 
um, soccer, uh, so minor soccer group here in in uh, in the province of Ontario, um, doing some some education and outreach there, uh, working with uh, doing some some interesting stuff with their Toronto Football Club, the TFC, with their academy members, their younger players, and getting some some of my occupational therapy graduate students involved in those uh, collaborations. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, if there's a group out there. Um, that wants to uh, to work together and, and try and get some support, some support around concussion, whether it's locally here in Toronto or, or really anywhere. Uh, we're we're willing to help. We'll, we'll be there to to do what we can to support. Yeah, uh, so I, mean, yeah, I know you're saying you're talking about your connections with these sports leagues, and I mean your, your research happens within the hospital. But I mean, what would you? I don't know if we're in the spot here, but. Of exciting, exciting research, what have you seen? Is there does there's exciting, exciting research going on in at Hollenbury, no, no doubt, but also in the in out in the community or just internationally? What would yeah. you say is the most exciting? Do you find is there any any real research between concussions that you find concussions that you find really really exciting? Yeah, well, I think. You know, being a researcher, any type of research really gets me excited, especially if it helps kids and families deal with this injury. I think, you know, pediatric concussion or kids concussion, it's an interesting field right now. So, you know, the majority of work in in concussion from a research perspective has been done to date in in adults and a lot done in in sort of college-aged athletes, NCAA athletes or athletes sort of, you know, 19 through 23 years of age type thing. Um, so, you know, to date, there hasn't been a lot of specific focus on, on kids, both here in Canada, uh, but also internationally. Um, but I, I would say what's most exciting for me is that there's a lot of really, really great work going on in Canada right now. And across the country, there's a fantastic collaboration of, uh, of great pediatric concussion researchers, um, you know, all the way from the Maritimes, my, my friend Bill Montopar at uh, UPEI, all the way to the other Coast with uh, some colleagues out in uh, at UBC, uh, Okanagan, and, and Paul Van Donkler, and uh, and Brian Christie in Victoria, and, and all the way in between. There's some fantastic work going on, and the great part, and I say this all the time about working in pediatrics, is that it's a very collaborative environment. I, you know, most people aren't working with kids um, unless they really want to help them, and I think that's really encouraging and and it power in numbers. And the more we work together, the more we can accomplish. So it is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, some of the things that are really exciting me now, specific to kids' concussion, are looking at um, you know this idea of of ex- exploring interventions from a research perspective. So you know rather than um, continued focus on sort of identifying the injury where we still need work in that area definitely that we're, we definitely haven't solved any of these these questions just yet um, an assessment as well so sort of what tools what's going on when you have a concussion still work to be done but I think what's exciting is a, is a recent push into the area of well how do we well, we know this child's had a concussion how do we get them feeling better how do we get them back to school how do we get them back on the on the ice or on the field? Whatever it might be that's important to that child. Um, so there's some really neat stuff going on right now where instead of using the traditional approach of a sort of rest until you feel better, um, and, and I like to call it bedroom jail, so telling these kids to sort of sit in a dark room until they feel perfectly fine, 
Well, that might work for some kids, but not for all of them. And uh, and for those kids that aren't engaged in their lives for long periods of time, they're going to run into some trouble, and they're and they're not going to be smiling too much at the end of the day. So we need to think about better ways to get kids moving again in a safe way and get them back to life. So there's some really great work being done by a colleague at. Montreal Children's Hospital, Isabel Gagnon, she started this push here in Canada around using active rehabilitation. So um, getting kids with persisting symptoms after a concussion, four weeks or more of symptoms, and, and get them moving their bodies again. So doing some light aerobic activities, whether it's running on a treadmill or, or on an exercise, riding an exercise bike, doing some visualization exercises, um, and, and having some take-home programs where you can really apply this in a self-management type model. Um, so with her leadership, there's a few other groups now um, across uh, the country that are engaged. Ourselves here at Holland Blue Review are, are trying to contribute. There's a, some great work going on in, in Quebec uh, at Trois-Rivières by a colleague, uh, Dr. Phil Fate, a good friend of mine, and, and also at McMaster University. There's just this great group of people doing some good work. And we're exploring every day even other ideas around treating this injury. I know here at our hospital, I have a, a former postdoctoral fellow Hello, Dr. Ann Hunt, who's uh, now working on staff with us, developing some new clinical programming. But during her postdoctoral work, she was exploring some traditional uh, OT, occupational therapy interventions, looking at um, cognitive strategies and, and changing the way you think about what you're doing in, in your life and really creating strategies and plans to achieve the goals you need to. And, and then applying this to kids with concussion with some really great success. So I think it's working together with uh, researchers, with clinicians, with kids and families, and figuring out, you know, what are the ways that we think we can help these kids get back to their lives? And let's do some real good research on it and get that research out there so people can start using it. To me, that's what's most exciting. Yeah, I, I you hear, back to the point that there's a gimmick going on. Um, but you mentioned that there's a the the bedroom jail people kids can tap in their bedroom for for rest and dark room mm -hmm. because my mm -hmm. first podcast with one friend of mine from university Dr Christian Gulay he was saying mm -hmm. he said the same thing about kids get like get you know, tossed in a room told to stay in a room and just not not do anything just or just or just to be at home and never see anybody and no simulation at all he mentioned that was maybe not as not a good thing as people thought it was. And mm -hmm. uh but also so my last my last question is also about one of your uh your goes research goes towards research but also towards returning to activity school activity life is the baseline testing program. So yes. Are you involved in this baseline testing or is this more your physios and OT? So what what's involved in the baseline testing? Sure. Yeah. So we have a we have a fairly new baseline testing program that's open to the the community here, at least in Toronto. Um, and, and really, I'll mention that this program was was born out of some really great research. So our program actually here at Holland Blue Review started with a, a large research grant from the from the Canadian Institutes of Health Research, uh, a team grant uh, looking specifically at this idea of baseline testing and what's really going on with that pediatric brain after after a concussion but comparing it to a pre-injury score on a, a variety of different measures so within our baseline testing program and that study we were able to put uh, over a thousand kids through that study and really get a good sense of uh, you know what tools are, are useful and how is that brain recovering 
So with our program, we, we like to say you know, the baseline test, it's not the end all or be all. So, you know, if people are telling others out there that you do this baseline test, you're going to be perfectly fine. That's that's not the case at all. It's more selfishly as a healthcare professional to have a few more tools at our disposal to make good decisions on the behalf of these kids. That's where a baseline test comes in handy. But we still need to make sure that we're considering lots of factors after an injury and not just what that score says on a baseline on a post-injury test of that same test that we did at baseline. There's more to the picture than that. So that's always important for people to understand, um, but it can be quite useful. So in our program, we uh, will test uh, young kids, mostly athletes, um, before their, their season begins or before an injury occurs on a range of tests that uh, we do some cognitive testing, we do some balance and agility testing, we'll do some strength testing, some concussion history questionnaires and some symptoms. Uh, and, and then if they go on to have a concussion, uh, we bring them back in and we, we give them some good consultation and education around their injury and what things they need to apply to their day-to-day -day lives um, in order to start feeling better. And the way we reuse baseline testing is we don't start testing kids right away uh, after they've had a concussion uh, when their symptoms are, are really getting in the way of their, their day to day. We tend to think that we want to make sure that symptoms are, are resolving and they're feeling quite well before we tax that brain and body at a level that's going to make it um, feel worse. So we like to say we want to make sure those symptoms are clearing up and then we can start to re-engage those kids in, in these uh, post-injury tests and get a few comparisons across individuals to see if they're, uh, you know, if they're deficient in certain areas. But again, it's, it's one piece of the puzzle. So we want to make sure that we're taking that information um, and using it to the best of our ability, but also cluing into other factors that are taking place and, and really using good clinical training and clinical um, processes to to guide recovery and decision making yeah. so at the end of the day in our opinion in my opinion baseline testing um, it's there's still some work to be done from a from a science perspective on on how to best do this and what are the best tools out there especially in kids um, but it can selfishly as a clinician give us some some good information to to make some to inform our decisions but bar none it can't be the only piece of the puzzle there has to be more that goes into that decision making than just a number that's being generated off a test you definitely get good information from that and speaking of information i'm actually right now i'm looking at your homepage. question oh, i know it's it's a long it's a long complicated name name for the not complicated but it's, it's a long name for it. but if people want to contact you or a concussion center home brew how would the best go about that? Yeah, great. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. Yeah, anyone that, that wants to reach out, or whether it's services or just general information around concussion, or even to get us out to a community event of yours to, to give out some information, you can reach out uh, over our website. So www.hollandbluerview.ca slash concussion. Uh, and you're right, Nick, it is a bit of a mouthful. So that's Holland, H-O-L-L-A-N-D, Blue Review, B-L-O-O-R-V-I-E-W, uh, dot C-A slash concussion. 
So you can find all the information on our services, whether our clinical programming, our research programming, or our educational programming on the website. And from an educational perspective, there's some, some great free tools on there as well that you may want to look at and, and use in your own uh, situations or in your own networks if you're a coach or a teacher or even a healthcare provider. Um, that Concussion in You handbook for, for kids and parents that I mentioned, um, freely available on the website, both in a PDF and a uh, an ebook version, so hollandbluereview.ca slash concussion handbook, and you can check that out and see if it's something that uh, might work for you and, and those in your lives. And, and I would say as well, we're, uh, we try to have a, a, a pretty decent social media presence, so uh, you can check us out on uh, Twitter at our handle, at Kids Concussion, or myself, at Dr. Nick Reed, and uh, you can follow along and see uh, some of the initiatives that we have underway. What about, uh, do you have a Facebook page? Uh, so there is a hospital Facebook page that you can uh, check out. So Holland Blue Review, if you just plug that in on Facebook, you can get some uh, direction to, to, to Facebook. But right now, the majority of our uh, social media is on Twitter at the moment. Oh, yes. And I follow Kids Concussion and Dr. Nick Reed and on Twitter as well. So there I know they put up some great handouts that I got when I was visiting there. I got handouts yeah. that I've seen on, on Twitter so just for yeah. some viable, viable information placed on Twitter. Yeah, and we try to be as active as we can on there to yeah. keep that feed pretty entertaining. So if you're looking for some uh, regular updates around concussion and not just what we're up to, but some good resources, yeah, that's a, a good place to follow along, at Kids Concussion. Well, thank you so much. This is a very informative talk. And as we are saying, there's so much more to, to know and learn and find out about Holland Brewery and about pediatric, pediatric concussions. So... Please visit our website, follow them on Twitter, check out the Facebook page, and uh, thanks again, Nick, Dr. Nick Reed, for this great talk, and you definitely have helped a lot of people by letting them know about this. So thank you. Absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Nick, and I will, uh, again, give you uh, full credit for all of your efforts and what you're trying to do to raise awareness around a concussion in the community and abroad. Uh, you're doing some great work, and uh, we're always happy to support uh, your initiative, so thank you. Thanks a lot. Again, thanks to Dr. Nick Reed and the Holland Burview Concussion Center. And thank you all for listening. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.